Welcome to the Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers show, where we choose to grow a successful and sustainable business from the crazy caffeine-filled comfort of home using flexible productivity strategies that simplify, optimize, and systemize our business and mom life. Hi, I'm Melody Bishop, a Jesus-loving boy mom, former teacher, turned top 1% network marketer, turned entrepreneur. I believe you can slay your day without being a slave to the hustle. If you're ready to get your time freedom back and design a life you love, you're in the right place. It's time to rise up, know your worth, and live abundantly. Hey, mamas, and welcome to the very first episode of the Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers podcast. I am so, so grateful that you are here and that you are listening and that you're ready to learn how to apply simple methods and simple techniques, a simple framework to have an abundant life because I've learned that regular time management and regular productivity, a lot of those things really didn't work for me as I was growing my business. And I had to kind of figure out what was going to work because, you know, the other side of the coin was either I gave up and went back to the regular old nine to three teaching job, nine to three plus. Those of us who have been teachers in the past know that it's way more than nine to three or eight to three or whatever. Or I was going to be a problem solver and I was going to figure this out because to me and for me, being able to be home with my kids, we all talk about your why network marketing, and I'm going to go into my story a little bit more in a moment here, but we all talk about our why in network marketing, and for many of us as mamas, and I would even go as far as to say for all of us as mamas in network marketing, whether you call it MLM or whether you call it direct sales, it's all under that umbrella of network marketing, we have joined the company that we're with or the company that we originally joined with. Because we wanted to be home with our kids, but still have something for ourselves, still have a way to contribute financially to the family, and then maybe even grow it to the point where it could become full-time income without having to work full-time hours. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this podcast too. So I know that if you're listening, most likely you you have a very similar why, if not the very same why that I had when I first joined. It was all about, I wanted something flexible, but I also wanted to be able to still have an income (laughs) and something for myself that wasn't just mom stuff every day, you know, mom and wife stuff every day. So I didn't start off in network marketing. Obviously, I've been in network marketing since 2014. So what in the world did I do before then? And how in the world (laughs) did I get into the industry of network marketing? Because if you would have asked me back when I was in college, (laughs) going to college to be a a music teacher, I was also a, a professional vocalist for many years that I was going to be in network marketing. First of all, I would have told, I would have been like, what the heck is network marketing? <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. 
Never heard of that before. And second of all, if you told me that it had to do with sales, I would have laughed in your face because back when I was a little girl, they would send you home with these boxes of chocolate bars and they were like a dollar each. That kind of dates me back, right? Things are (laughs) more expensive now. And I was so terrified to ask anyone to buy a candy bar. So the only person I would sell it to was my dad and that was it. That was it. And even to this day, I don't know if you're like me, but the fundraiser packet comes home from school and I'm like, oh no, it's time for this again. You know, so I never would have ever expected I would be involved in something that had to do with sales. But what happened was I started off as a teacher, as a music teacher, and I did that for a long time and I liked it, but it wasn't something that really filled my cup and I wasn't excited to go teach every single day. It, I could tell that it wasn't my calling. It was something that I was very good at, but just because you're good at something and it comes naturally to you doesn't necessarily mean that that specific thing is your calling. You could have parts of that, you know, certain skills and strengths Uh, abilities that you have that can give you clues to what your calling is, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're good at something that it's your calling. Because if if you're not passionate about it, if it doesn't fill your cup, you know, if you're not excited about it, now not every part of your calling is going to be exciting. There are going to be parts of no matter what you do that you're not going to enjoy. But for the most part, it's something that you love, you love doing. And for me, I just liked teaching. So I, I struggled with that because it seemed the sensible thing to do, right? It was the sensible thing. I remember I just wanted to go to school for performance voice. I just wanted to be a singer. Back in the day, I wanted to be a recording artist. And my dad gave me the talk that I needed to have a backup plan. So I was a double major. I went for performance voice and I went for music education. And then music education took up so much of my time that I didn't really have time to pursue my other passions. And unfortunately, I had to go into debt to figure out that it wasn't my calling, right? (laughs) I decided, hey, well, maybe I just don't want to teach in the school. So I'm going to start a private voice studio. And so I did. And that was kind of my first dipping my toe into being a self-employed small businesswoman as I grew my own private voice studio. And it actually did really well. But there were there were things with that that I also I loved the aspect of being my own boss, setting my own hours having some flexibility, not having to answer to somebody else, you know, all of that stuff that comes along with being a teacher that doesn't really involve teaching. (laughs) If you're a teacher, you know what I'm talking about. So I loved having more freedom in my business, but then I also didn't like the chasing people down when they didn't come to their voice lesson and the having to find a space to rent out and then still having to pay for that space even if nobody showed up. And then I did it at my house and the people were in my house and I had a toddler. So there were just a lot of things that I realized, you know what, I like certain parts of this, but then there are certain parts of this that I really don't like. So this is not working for me. And, you know, some people will stay in a job for the rest of their lives, even if it's not something that they love because it's safe and it's comfortable and it's simple because In order to figure out, you know, what your calling is, what your purpose is, you have to do some really hard soul searching. So this, that was the process of my soul searching. So I realized, you know, I like parts of this, but I really don't like other parts of this. So this must not work for me. So then I began leading worship 
And for a while, I was paid to lead worship, which is the first time I was ever paid to lead worship at a church and be a music director at a church. I had done it volunteer and different churches for many years. So I was so excited about this. And I was like, oh my goodness, this must be it. This is, this is it. This is my calling. This is, this is where God wants me to be. And then that came crashing down. <laughs> and it was about that time that I kind of went through this phase where I, I always had some sort of a job. Even, even when my youngest was little, you know, one of us was always home so that he was never in daycare. And my, so my oldest, I mean, when my oldest was little. So now my youngest, I have two boys and my youngest was a baby. And I was like, okay, so I've got to do something here because I still have to pay for my wonderful master's degree, <laughs> student loan that's coming in every single month and other bills. And I want to be able to be home with my youngest who is a baby. So what the heck am I going to do? Cause I don't have an income. And I mean, I, I always say that I didn't find network marketing, but network marketing found me because I never ever would have gone out looking for something like this. So I learned about the company that was my first network marketing company and I fell in love with the products. But then I, I looked into the opportunity side of it and I said to myself, you know what, this is not going to be my thing. You know, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to figure out how to make it work because I need something that I can do from home and I can do this online. I can be home while I do this. I can work it around my schedule, around my day. And I said, I'm just going to try and make this work. And I'm one of those people that I know that I love to learn. And I knew that if I committed to making it work, that I would figure out how to make it work. <laughs> I would figure out how to make it work and how to be amazing at it. And that's what I did because I knew that I had to do something. And to me, there really wasn't anything else that I could do from home without going back to school and getting another degree in something so I can do another something online. So it was a low startup cost. I knew that I could figure it out. And the creative part of me was really intrigued, you know, so I decided to give it a go. And in the beginning, it was just to make money. And as I began to, to kind of run with this and figure this out, other people started joining me <laughs> and my team grew very quickly. And I was in this position where I was like, okay, I'm still a new consultant. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and now I have people who have joined me who are looking to me like, okay, are you going to teach us how to do this? <laughs> so I found out pretty quickly that God was using this. So he closed the door on, on that last ministry and that was unexpected, but it was a blessing in disguise. And once I realized that he had opened the door to a new ministry, one that I never would have expected, once I kind of flipped the script in my brain from, this is all about me, I need to make money, I need to be able to have something that works for me to do this from home, and I realized that I could use this to serve others, to create community, to minister to others, to love on people that I never would have met otherwise, all from the comfort of home and my computer, that's when my business really exploded. And that, that love of serving others, that servant-led heart that God gave me for the people that I would meet in this business, in my company, 
and even my customers or, or the people on my team, that's what gave me the, um, I want to say, that's what gave me the ability to still find joy and still keep moving forward and have that big picture when things got hard, you know, when there were things that I struggled with, when there were discouragements, when there were frustrations and things like that. So one of the things that I realized pretty quickly is I did not want to go out to other people's houses and do home parties. So the first network marketing company I was with was was all about parties. I know that a lot of people love home parties. I'm not dissing on home parties. But for me, for a stay-at-home mom whose husband works like 60 to 70 hours a week, I have no family close by. When my husband is home, he's usually sleeping or watching the television Not going to (laughs) lie, he does help out when he can, but I'm pretty much a single parent for the majority of the week. So going out to someone's home just wasn't going to work for me, first of all, for that reason. Then second of all, I'm an outgoing introvert. (laughs) I'm an outgoing introvert. And the kind of panic attack that I would have to talk myself down from as I was driving to somebody's house would get me so amped up that by the time I got home, I was exhausted. (laughs) So with those two things combined, I knew that, hey, listen, I need to know how to do these home parties because I need to be able to teach it. So I need to be able to know how to do it, how how to do it well, so that I can teach it to those on my team who want to do this. But this is not for me. See, again, it's it's that learning how to uncover and discover what aligns with you, what resonates with you, and what doesn't. So you can begin to design that life that you love. So I knew that this was just not, this was just not going to work for me. So I decided that I was going to dive into online parties. Now, back in 2014, even 2015, 2016, believe it or not, Most people in the network marketing industry were not partying online. I know, shocker, right? (laughs) Can you believe it? Because now today, everyone and their mother and their their mother's mother and their mother's mother's aunt (laughs) are all partying online. You're getting an invite to a Facebook party three times a day. So believe it or not, there was a time not too long ago, not too long ago, (laughs) in in the distant distant past 2014 where people were just not partying online very much so there wasn't a lot of training from my company on how to party online and in fact they were discouraging people from partying online and really trying to keep pushing that home parties even though you could see that things were changing and home parties were no longer the thing anymore so I quickly realized I needed to find someone who knew how to online party and learn from them. I'm always going to tell you, be a student of your business and also be willing to recognize when things that used to work no longer work so that you can continue to pivot because especially in the online network marketing, social retail, whatever space, anything that has to do with online marketing, things are always changing. So if you want to get unstuck, First thing you need to do is be a student of your business and be willing to acknowledge when things are no longer working and find out what does. So I learned how to party online and I learned how to do it pretty well. And I quickly became the online party person. 
And <laughs> once people started realizing how well I was doing with online parties, my inbox on Facebook would be full of people from our company, people that weren't even on our team, constantly asking me for free advice on how to help them have successful Facebook parties. And, you know, for a long time, I would, I would just be helpful, you know, because that's just who I am. And then I realized, hey, you know, um, there's a lot of people asking me for help here. And, and there's a lot of people on my team asking me for help here. So I'm finding myself answering the same questions over and over and over again. And so the next thing that I did is I created systems on our team that I could not only use to teach my team easier so I wasn't constantly giving the same advice and giving the same training over and over and over again, but that it was a step-by-step -step process that they could take themselves through while I tagged them on it. That would help them learn the basics and foundation of what I've learned from others on how to have a successful business in many different areas and mainly online parties. You know, people would ask me and then I would invite them into our group and I would tag them on things. And so I realized pretty quickly that not only did I need to learn how to pivot and change with the times and be a student of my business, but then when I found something that was working, I needed to systemize it. Otherwise, as my team was growing into the hundreds, <laughs> I would be spending hours on my phone constantly teaching the same thing over and over again. So that would be my second tip to you. I realized also as I began to grow to the top 1% of my company that there were certain things about the network marketing industry that I, I no longer felt aligned with. So I want to say around 2019, I really started getting this tug on my heart and may, probably even sooner than that, that I, I, I wanted to stand out from the crowd and I didn't want to continue to do things the same way anymore. And I wanted to learn how to brand myself and not the company. So I began looking to learn how to do that, how to brand myself and not the company. Because believe it or not, you are not your company. <laughs> and the only way to stand out in a sea of people who are doing and selling the same things that you're selling is to figure out how are you called to uniquely make a difference in your circle, in your sphere of influence. They call this oikos in Greek. It's your sphere of influence. The people that God's going to bring into your path, he brings into your path for a reason. And that reason is because you have certain life experiences, certain things that you've learned, certain strengths, you know, certain personality traits, things like that, that are a piece in their puzzle that only you can help fill, create that little, you know, fill in that little piece in their puzzle. But we have to do some soul searching and it's a process. It, it takes time. It's taken me, you know, like I said, I started this process around 2019, probably even a little bit earlier than that, to uncover exactly how you are going to go from just focusing on your company to then focusing on who you are and how you are going to serve others through your own strengths and talents. And then whatever product you're selling with your company kind of is you know, an extension of that, an extension of you. The company and the product that you sell is an extension of you. It's not the other way around. <laughs> You're not an extension of the company. The company should be an extension of you and the uniqueness that you bring to the world and you bring to your world. 
So as I began to uncover that, I started to notice that there are a few things in network marketing that are that are just kind of glorified that I felt uneasy with, especially in my spirit as a believer, as a Christ follower. And one of those is the hustle. And I know you hear that a lot. And, you know, I used to think to myself, oh, there's nothing wrong with working hard. And there isn't. There's nothing wrong with working hard. I am probably one of the hardest working people you will ever meet. But there is something wrong with when you put that working hard on a pedestal and it becomes something that you glorify, something that you almost kind of make an idol in your life, where it's all about do more, do more, do more, push harder, harder, harder. And before you know it, the why that you had when you first joined your company to have more time freedom with your family, more flexibility, you know, have something that's fun to still be able to bring in income, but not have to have a boss dictating your day and dictating your life. Now, all of a sudden, this hustle that you subscribed yourself to is kind of dictating your life. It's kind of running your day and, you know, what you do each day and how you do it and when you do it. And and before you know it, your kids hardly ever see you without your phone in hand or close by. And there's no like harmony in your day between your work time and your family time. And then, of course, there are lots of, you know, unexpected things that pop up. And as a leader in network marketing, I would feel like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know this was coming, but this is important. And I really need to learn how to do this. I need to come up with a plan. And then I got to share this plan with my team and I got to teach them how to do this. Because as a leader, you have that responsibility. You feel that responsibility to, as they always say, lead from the front. And I started resenting how my life was looking. And I felt like I was, I I mean, I knew that I was my own boss, but was I really? Was I really my own boss? Because it became really hard to find that, to find that line, you know, to draw that line in the sand between what your company wanted you to do and where you were feeling called. So as it began to, to just kind of dive into that more around I want to say 2020, as we know, lots of stuff went down in 2020. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of you were having lots of aha moments, finding some clarity, feeling some tugs in your spirit in 2020. And I was right there with you, let me tell you. (laughs) So as as 2020 unfolded, and I had more time to kind of sit back and reflect, I began to realize that there were just things that I no longer wanted in my life, things that were no longer serving me and were no longer aligned with the goals that I had and were no longer aligned with the kind of businesswoman that I wanted to be and the, the kind of mompreneur that I wanted to be. And I realized that I wanted my time freedom back. I realized that I wanted my my nights and my weekends back. I no longer wanted to party I no longer wanted to be tied to parties to meet my leader numbers. I no longer wanted to subscribe to the hustle and strive. I began to really dive into my brand. And that's what led me here as an entrepreneur. And my mission here is twofold. One, I want to teach you the things that I've learned over the course of my, since 2014. So as you're listening to this, it's been 
you know, over seven years, but you know, it's probably longer if you're listening at another time. The things that I have learned that helped me grow to the top 1% of my network marketing company with a multi-million dollar lineage without spending hours and hours and hours on my phone and being able to find harmony between my mom life and my business life. So I want to be able to teach you those things, how to simplify, how to optimize and systemize your life so that you can learn how to prioritize and also how to find abundance in both your business and your mom life at the same time. So that's one of the things that I want to, you know, help you learn. And then the second part of what my mission is, is I really want to help you learn how to design a life that you love, to figure out what aligns with you, to figure out what you no longer want to do and what you want to do more of. And to do that in a way that is incorporating Holy Spirit-led guidance in your life. Allow God to be your co-CEO so he can uncover these things for you so that you, you will be able to live in abundance. And it's going to be a process, it's going to be a journey, and it's going to take some time. But I want to give you that courage and that boldness and come to Jesus moments <laughs> and tough love when you need it to help you get there, to help you with one little piece of the puzzle at a time. Because I want you, as mamas, I want you to be able to have that financial abundance in your life. And I want you to know that no matter what happens in your life, that you and your family are financially going to be okay. But I also want you to have that time freedom in your life. I don't want you to feel like you're a slave to social media. I don't want you to feel like you're a slave to the hustle. I don't want you to feel like you're a slave to what your company is asking you to do, but it doesn't feel aligned with you and your values and where God's growing you to. So that's my mission here. My mission is to help you see through the fog, to get unstuck, and to break through all of that noise so you can have your breakthrough. So you can have your breakthrough or breakthroughs because <laughs> you're going to have all these little mini breakthroughs along your journey. So mamas, if this resonates with you, if you feel God speaking to your heart right now, and even if you want to just reach out and chat, feel free to message me on Facebook. That's kind of where I kind of hang out, you know, but I'm so glad that you're here. I truly believe that God brought you here for a reason, that it is not an accident that you are here listening to this podcast in this very episode right now. And before we go, I just want to leave you with an abundance prayer. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will draw in those mamas who need what you are calling me to share here on this podcast. I pray that you give them clarity, courage, and boldness to step out of the box and design a life they love, a life that you have called them to before they were even born. I pray they find fulfillment and purpose in their journey and that their minds are open to the path you have laid out for them to travel as we partner with God as our co-CEO in both mom life and business life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Show.
Hey mama, if you found value in today's show, I'd be truly grateful if you take a few moments to subscribe and leave an iTunes review. You can even share this podcast with your team because when we work together, we can empower mamas to claim the abundant life they desire and deserve. Come join our Facebook community at Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers. Can't wait to get to know you.